everyone to the Rabbit Tree Center Homestead Podcast, where we'll discuss all facets of running and operating a rabbit tree. This podcast is intended to be your go-to source of information as we answer all your rabbit tree questions and more. And now, from Bath, Michigan, your host, Bobby Jimenez. And we're back. Welcome back, Rusty. Hey, it's good to be here, man. We're going to talk about... Rabbits. <laughs> Rabbits, yes. But we're also going to talk about... Processing. 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 Nailed it. Okay. We can cut out that delay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you know where you are, Bobby? Nope. Okay. Welcome back. Processing. Right. So, yes, we're going to talk about processing. But before we get to that, uh, how was your week? How'd we were just go? covering so many topics previous. Uh, it was great, man. Thank you so much for, for asking. Um, what would you do? Well, what are you did a lot, to do? Did a lot of videos, um, hung a lot of tree stands on public land, uh, you know, because they make you take them down every year. So you got to go as soon as September hits, you can start putting them back up. And they're really not even for me. They're they're for, you know, the kids and me. Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anybody that comes with me, um, that way I have a pl- place to put them and then I can just pretty much pick any You're tree You're still with doing saddle. saddle, honey? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so cool. It's like you feel like an, a tree ninja. Yeah. I mean, because- yeah. We got a lot of people coming in. Uh, yeah. We sell climbing equipment at the store and we got a lot of people coming in right now uh, checking out saddles okay. and stuff like What do they call that, that roping stuff. system that they use for climbing with a rope? It's like a three-letter initial. What do you mean? It's not DHS or something, but it's like that. It's called the something climbing system. But they, they'll take a ball- with a rope, throw it through the crotch of a tree, and then they'll use that roping system. Yeah, it's a throwing bag. To climb. It's a weighted throwing bag. What's it called? And then you throw that string over the tree, and that's connected to your rope, and then you pull it until you get your rope over top of the yeah, tree. Yeah, you attach your you... rope, and then, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. But I want, I can't do that because all that throwing, if I don't, if I miss, it's just like all that racket. Yeah. So I, I need those sticks. And now with tethered climbing sticks, they're only one pound. So they used to be three pounds. Wow, no kidding. So they went from They're 12 really pounds yeah, to four pounds. It's nuts. You can hike now. So, yeah. but yeah, I've been doing a lot of that and uh, selling a lot of honey. So, and then we're getting there. We just got a, a big order for the last of our weeping willow trees. We have a few left. So just did a video on that to try hey, to get rid, rid of the last of them. It's been nuts. How about you? Um, I'm basically getting prepared for all the fo- the leaves to fall. I'm cutting all my tree limbs back. I'm trying to get all of the compost rolled over so I can make room for all these new leaves coming this year. And uh, got to cut back my irises and all that stuff. My raspberry plants, getting that all done. Getting your getting, yard getting, ready getting for them the trim, fall. Yeah, getting them trimmed back so they're ready for the fall. And, yeah, we had. You have any bonfires? Um, this has been great bonfire weather. I actually did. Yeah, when the grandkids came over uh, a couple weekends ago, we had a nice bonfire. Just get through some of the wooden stuff after the storm that hit when we were burning that all up that's cool yeah it's nice i mean this is my perfect this is the perfect time of year i love this i love the weather and fall you know i flannels and hoodies and football college football that's it's a great season and deer hunting yeah. as well deer yeah, hunting beautiful season. time in michigan yeah i can't wait for deer hunting i know i'm almost going into deer hunting mode so did you have a good week gabe yeah all right good deal so let's get on to processing. Just keep it short, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Processing rabbits. You know, when it comes to to processing on a regular basis, you're raising rabbits with that specific uh, purpose. You know, medium breed, a medium breed rabbit is, is ideal because they're going to have lots of rabbits in a litter. And of course, they can kindle often. You know, most rabbits can. But... <clears throat> 
But small rabbits, not that small rabbits like Florida whites aren't good too. I mean, they're like a little chunk of meat, but, and they're going to eat less, but you're going to need more of them for a meal. And plus their litters are smaller. So that's why these medium breeds, they're ideal because the bigger breeds, the giant breeds, people think I'm going to breed giants because it's going to be more meat, obviously. But you know what they don't think of is that they're going to eat more. They're going to take more space. Um, and then their bones are bigger. They're harder to handle. And, um, you know, it just kind of like the list goes on as far as difficulties. And the once you get, yeah, once you're done processing, uh, and a plus, you know, even to get started breeding, it takes longer. You can't get started until about seven months versus six months. Mm -hmm. And when you're done processing, you'll notice that the bone to meat ratio, the bones, you're going to have this big pile of bones compared to the medium breeds. So that's why medium breeds are kind of the go-to. If you're going to start a, a meat production, you know, look, look at your medium breeds, but so, so you have your medium meat breed and it's processing day. The first processing day is a very, very big day. I mean, you may even lose sleep the night before. Have so, you ever processed a rabbit? Well, yeah. Well, in the field when we were young, when I was young, rabbit hunting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because in the field, cottontails, it's so different because I mean, most, most rabbits, most wild rabbits are, they have a life expectancy of about two years. So cottontails are smaller breeds and when you, uh, even if you have like a bigger cottontail, it's still not going to be the size of a, of a New Zealand or a domesticated medium breed. So, but when you're processing it, you know, you are probably very familiar with just snipping it in the back, the hide, and then pulling it to the points, the feet and the front hocks, and then snip, snip, snip. You're down to the meat. You'll lay it right down on a tarp or a piece of plastic and you'll just field dress it right there and pull the, the entrails out. Yeah. The only problem with that is sometimes you're ripping the pea sack and everything's not holding. Whereas if you were to tie it up the same way you would, where you're going to um, keep the hide the same way you would, you would put up a deer on a gambrel. Most people don't like that because traditionally in the field, you're just laying it down on the ground. You're pulling it to the point, snip, snip, it's over. But what's nice about hanging it like you do, you know, from the hind legs in a gambrel is that you can, when you, get in to remove the intestines, the pea sack is hanging there almost like a bag waiting for you just to snip it at the top and, and everything's clean. And the more you do it, the faster you can get at that. Plus, depending on if you want to try to hold on to the hides or sell them for whatever you, it's really easy to take the hide off and, and keep it where you can, you know, lay it out on the, on the floor mm -hmm. for a nice, you know, nice shape. So, so yeah, folks often are getting on and, you know, asking me or they'll leave comments, um, you know, like, what are you doing? It's not a deer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, that's why that, because, you know, it, it really doesn't take long even doing it the way that we're talking about. So, okay, so let's get started. We'll talk, we'll, we'll go right through it. So we talked about a gambrel and when you're processing your rabbit, um, you know, it just depends on, it's your rabbitry, it's your goals. You know, what, if you were either processing a fryer, then it's most likely not going to be one of those 
rabbits where you can keep the hide because the hides, the, it just, the leather is the skin isn't very tough yet. But if you were talking about a four or five, six month old rabbit or older, then it's definitely worth balling up the hides and putting them in the freezer, saving them for a later day. But okay. So it's processing day and, uh, you're probably really nervous unless you've did this many times before. Yeah. So, so where do you start? Well, um, I think it's important just to prepare yourself for dispatching or killing an animal. And remember that why you're raising these animals, remember that it's nothing to feel guilty about. You shouldn't be feeling guilty about this. These rabbits wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the purpose of you raising them. So, so remember, have the right mindset and, you know, you've given these rabbits a good life. So basically you're picking out your litter um, and you're going to use some sort of method, some, some way to humanely dispatch a rabbit. And, you know, Gabe, before this podcast reminded me to, to let you guys know that we are doing this kind of in a, in the wrong order, as far as like, we should be talking about dispatching and all the different methods, but we're going to get through this processing because we're prepared for this podcast. And then, uh, shortly after we're going to do a podcast on all the different ways that you can humanely dispatch your rabbit. Now that we have videos for this too, if you wanted to just go check it out on YouTube, put in the the rabbitry center, humanely dispatch rabbits. Okay. So you're going to process your rabbit and you're going to dispatch it, dispatch it with your method. We use, call it a harvesting tool. This is just something that we make out of steel that we buy from a steel company and we build here. We buy rebar steel. We go to the steel company, purchase, you know, I mean, this stuff is heavy. Uh, we buy it in 20 feet sticks. We cut it into five foot sections and then they wrap it in saran wrap for us. We get it into our shop. We'll cut it with a steel cutter at six inches. And we have a video where we walk you right through this, how you can make these and sell them at your rabbitry. So basically it's just something that can, you can dispatch a rabbit by breaking the brainstem. You can use this for chickens. You can use this for lots of livestock. Yeah, We're basically just the quickest way to dispatch. Yeah. I mean, there's several, I mean, you can, I mean, a bullet to the brain is pretty quick, but this doesn't take any bullets. Yeah, but that's it more, doesn't take a weapon. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's you don't have to carry like yeah. bigger uh, animals. Yep. And this is just mounting and we, you just mount it with a couple screws near your processing station. So, and it's quick. I mean, you just put the rabbit in the, and there's two different ways you can mount it. So you basically just, um, fit the rabbit's neck right into this like V until it stops and it will, it'll lodge right in there and you just break the neck real quick by pulling on the hind quarters. It's instant and the rabbit will instantly be dead. And I, the way I look at it is that you have raised this rabbit. You've given it the best life you possibly can. And then it's this one bad second and, um, it's just part of it. You'll get better at it as far as being able to disconnect and not be able to be as upset about it because you realize this is just part of raising livestock. And you can see again, uh, videos on how we mount it and different ways uh, that we, we, uh, dispatch our rabbits, but that's just one method. We like to use that method because it's quick and easy. And depending on if you're processing older rabbits, it's going to be more difficult because it's going to, again, we talked about the bones yeah. get bigger and thicker and stronger. So fryers, it's just a quick pop. Okay. So the rabbits, uh, the rabbits instantly dead. And the problem is though, that there's electricity still in the body. These organs still have electricity that needs to expire. And this takes about 30 to 40 seconds. This is called death throws. Death throws will last about 30 to 40 seconds. So just be prepared for that. You don't always see this, but you may see some convulsing or twitching. So that will go away. Their eyes may actually still be open because there's no brain signals that are actually telling it to shut. So just be prepared for that. But 
what I do is I immediately submerge the rabbit in water. Uh, if it's summertime and the hose is available, I'll have a hose right there with the spray wand and I'll just spray the coat down. I'll hang it in the gambrel by the hindquarters, by the hocks, using the gambrel and kind of like two little nooses on each hock. And it will hang there. I'll wet it down. Or if it's cold, I've already prepped a, a lukewarm bucket, a five-gallon bucket of water where I can actually submerge and dunk the whole rabbit. The reason why I do that is because the fur, even when you get started to start cutting around the hindquarters, it, it'll um, float, float around. It'll float around. It'll get in your eyes. It'll, it'll get in your mouth. So you'll be spitting the whole time. Yeah. So this is just you know something you do to prevent that. So your rabbit's hung up and it's wet. And now you have your boning knife. I recommend a boning knife. That's that pointed knife. And these are great because it really helps work in and around uh, the body. So we're going to start. We have, remember to hang the rabbit where the the belly is facing the sun. So is it just the boning knife that you need or what other tools do you have? I'm glad you asked that. Okay. So... The bony knife um, is ideal. You, of course, that's going to need a sharpener, like a double-edged sharpener. I just take one out there with me, so after, you know, a few cuts, I can just sharpen it. it takes about five, um, you know, pass-throughs. Uh, a, a big cutting board. We sell these on our Amazon storefront. If you were to click on processing tools, we have big cutting board, bony knives, uh, sharpeners. Um, there's even, we sell gambrels on our website, but we also, there's also different gambrels in there. If you want to choose those instead, I think they're a little bit more, but maybe they're, you know, a higher quality steel. I don't know. You have your cutting board, your bony knives. Um, we talked about a five gallon bucket. Uh, you got your gambrel. Um, I may think of, oh, and some shears, cutting shears. Now, if you like don't have tin, like tin snips. Tin snips, yep, just like tin snips. But this is more for like pruning, you know, kind of like they're curved. You're going to cut roses or the something hedges. with them. Yeah, I just, I seem, if I, if I were to go out there with tin snips, I don't think they'd work quite as good. They wouldn't cut as as uh, sharp. But what was I saying? Okay, Pru so we have- Pruning oh, the hedges of many small villages? If you don't have a gambrel, we sell these little um, navy-coated steel wires that I think it's like eight bucks on our storefront where you can actually make a gambrel. We show you how to make a gambrel in 10 seconds. If you were to Google the Rabbitry Center gambrel in 10 seconds, it's a video that shows you how to make a cheap gambrel for $8. Or Yeah, I think it's $8, and you guys can have these in two days on Amazon. So that's a cheaper way. So you got your, that way you can hang your rabbit. Okay, so you got your right, cutting board, so your knives. Let's, your, let's pause here. Um for our product. And in fact, we're going to talk about that product. Okay. Uh, and then we'll get back we'll pick up um, on the tools point and we'll start again. Okay. Take it away, Russ. It's all good. So this is uh, the rabbit tree center gambrel, rabbit gambrel. Um, and this is the description. This stainless steel gambrel is capable of holding anything from rabbit to coyote. Lightweight and easy to adjust, it will securely hold the animal's feet and prevents from pulling the animal's feet loose. Simple setup, just hang it on a nail, a screw, or hook on a carabiner. Done. Shipping included in, <laughs> shipping included in the price. In most cases, shipping takes no more than three to five days from the purchase date. Get yours today. Now, what's really cool is we sell those for only 11 bucks extra when you buy our harvesting tool. So, it's... Really good deal, and 
it's going to cost you. We used to sell them for like twenty four dollars, and we just stopped. We just started adding them at eleven dollars, only because, yeah. And it, we mention it actually in our harvesting tool ad, which you can get on our website. And we'll talk about that now. Take it away, Russ. Uh, the Rabbit Tree Center Harvesting Tool will ensure your rabbits get a quick and humane dispatch. Shipping limited to the United States only. Our tools are handcrafted, double welded by Bobby. He always takes pride in his work. Clean welds, smooth edges, and through paint job, thorough paint job. It's sure to withstand the life of your rabbitry. As soon as your payment clears, your tools ship, tax shipping included. Tracking number will be sent to you so you can follow your tool all the way to your home. Our tools usually ship within 24 hours of receiving the payment, except for holidays and weekends. In most cases, it takes only three to four days for delivery. Please use an established working shipping address and delivery may get canceled. No international shipping available. Due to high shipping costs, small processing fee will apply for all refunds. Shipping limited to the United States only. <laughs> Tools are handmade. Please limit orders to two per customer. Thank you very much for your purchase. That's long. Rachel wrote a lot of that. <laughs> well, at, least she, at least she punctuated that that was nice. So okay. we're going to get back to talking about what tools you need for the job. And you mentioned boning knife. You mentioned cutting board. Um, yeah, gambrel, um, a sharpener, uh, some shears to snip, and we'll talk about that. So so that that should get you started. That should – oh, and a tub, a seven-inch tub. These little tubs are like 20 inches by maybe 15 inches. And again, we got we got those on our Amazon like, store. Like the under. ones you soak your feet in? Yes. Yeah, one, one of those. Okay. So – but I, that's what we always use because you can put three, four rabbits just in one little tub. You fill it up halfway with cold water because you want the body to, to cool down. Right away, the rabbit needs to – that meat starts uh, – needs to start cooling down. So, okay. So you have your rabbit hung and you got your boning knife and now what you need to do and make sure – How many the, buckets of water? I'm sorry. Uh, so basically just one bucket of water for, um, just to clean your hands and clean the knife, you know, whenever the same bucket that you're dipping the rabbit into. No, that's actually just for, I fill that halfway up just to submerge the rabbit. So two know? buckets. Yeah. Sometimes I'll use it just to flush out my, um, but that's a five gallon bucket. Oh, okay. The second bucket is a two gallon bucket. Okay. Just one of those smaller little things you get from, you know, uh, TSC or something. And that's for my shears for just to clean my hands really quick. And I usually try to just keep the fur and the, the guts out of that. Then I have just a splash bucket that's underneath the rabbit. So I'm, I'm hanging the rabbit up and then I have – now if I'm outside in my little processing station, which I have underneath like a lean-to, if I'm there, I don't put down – obviously, I don't put down plastic. I just have my little splash bucket. But if I'm in the garage because we have a gambrel in there too, then I'll put down a little piece of six mil and little duct tape on each corner or painter's tape rather. And six mil plastic. <clears throat> what did I say? You said six mil. Six mil plastic. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and I put the tape on the corners, and we're ready to go. Okay. So, um, rabbits hung up, and now what we're going to do? The, again, the sunny side is the belly side out, so we're looking at the belly, and we're going to take the knife and we're going to start cutting up the insides of the hindquarters. Now, this is going to be tough to picture because. You know, it's just better. And you've if you, got a video. On yeah. This on if you your ever website, want to just type so. in the rabbitry center, harvesting rabbits or how we harvest rabbits. And there's like three or four different videos that you can see how we process. And I do something a little different in each video. And I, I actually want to do another processing video. The problem is I just don't like showing the dispatch. Every time I watch it, it's just, it, you know, I, it's just one of those things you just yeah. don't like to watch. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think people really need to see it. I mean, they obviously they know that it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, I do think th that you have to get to that point. 
Yeah, I, I guess. See, that's what I think. That's what I went through. I, I did the video, and you know, I, I took it off, and so many folks were like, "Hey, there's value to just knowing what happens with the death throes," and I, I appreciate that. It's just one of those things I just don't like to see, even yeah. though it's educational. And plus, YouTube doesn't like it either. Yeah. You know, the internet loves animals, and all of them don't understand raising livestock for for you know chemical free purposes and things. Oh, absolutely and, so. And so they have a hard time with this. And so my perfect example is my how we harvest rabbits video was not monetized and was um ad uh what do, what do they say? Not ad, ad suitable. Oh. So for over two years. And I protested and then they finally said it was educational. And and but I did have to remove the dispatch. So basically once the rabbit is in there, it immediately clips to me submerging the water, the, the buck, the rabbit in the bucket. And that was just so we were still able to have our ad suitability and we could, um, you know, that, that video would be good for our business. Right. Because boy, talk about a lot of work and hours of editing and, and you want to make sure that these, these videos that you're putting on social media that are advertising your business and your products and services have a clean rating, you know, kind of like this podcast. I, you wouldn't believe the efforts it takes for me to keep rusty clean yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the editing that Gabe has to do. I do have a dirty mind. <laughs> so that's just, it's important because that way you can, you have ad uh, capabilities. So, and which is good for your business. But when you're just starting out, of course, there is value to just free stuff too, putting yeah. stuff out. Like we regardless, we're still going to do another processing video, even if it doesn't have, even if it isn't good for ads, just so we can share all our products and services and talk about our rabbitry and show folks how to do it, mm -hmm. you know? So, but it's just one of those things that's tough to, sorry, I digress. It's just one of those things that is tough to watch. Okay. So, so the rabbit is hung up. If you are using a harvesting tool where you're dispatching or breaking the, the, the brainstem, you'll be able to feel where that neck is broken. And that's a perfect place. Even And then even sometimes there's a little bit of fur that's rubbed from the dispatch that you can just take your knife and slice right through it. it there's no bone to cut through or anything. It just completely decapitates the rabbit. And that's the first thing that goes in the bucket. Okay. So now you have a rabbit hanging there decapitated. You're going to take your boning knife and you're going to cut up the insides of the, the hindquarters. You're going to peel the fur back and the skin back, and you're going to very carefully and easily just slice the membrane between the, the, the skin and the, the uh, muscle tissue. That's going to pull away. You're going to notice then where you're just touching the, that membrane, it's going to peel right off. And you can unwrap each side of the hindquarter. You'll unwrap each leg and make your way around. But by doing this, you're going to cut a circle with the, and you're always going to want to cut the inside of the skin from the inside out, make your cuts from the inside of the skin out. That way you're going to less, you're going to have less fur cut. If you go the outside in, there's going to be a mess. So just be sure that's where this bony knife comes into play. You take how that tip. Did, how long did it take you to, to realize that? Um, well, I, you've been doing it a long time. Well, I was, I had like lots of books to read. Luckily, yeah. this is before YouTube. This is like when YouTube was just getting started and there wasn't a lot of people doing livestock yet. So luckily, um, books like, um, you know, stories guide for, you can just get any livestock. And plus uh, I have this great homesteading book where it just talks about growing and livestock animals. And so they, you know, they, they talked about that. 
But when you're learning from books, um, like just like Mr. Miyagi said, learning karate from book, <laughs> mm-hmm. you uh, it's that's all theoretical. You know what I mean? You you don't have any of that experience, like the, or the you know just the muscle memory of of working the animal. And so that's what's important. Once you have when he said. What kind of belt do you have? <laughs> J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny. Three ninety nine. What a great character. Yeah, that was a great character. Cobra guy, man. That ended up being a good show. Yeah. I feel silly for saying that. So check it out if you haven't seen it. So um, <laughs> <laughs> not not sponsored. Uh, and the original soundtrack, too. That's crazy. And original original cast. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, so, you are obsessed with this show, aren't you? <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I was the like, 80s well, were great, I tell you. We should yeah. make another podcast about Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have a collection of podcasts. we got the Tape Podcast, the Rabbitry Center Podcast, and now the Cobra Kai Podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, sorry for geeking out real quick. Right. So, um, so, okay, so we're we're – we have the rabbit hung up, decapitated. We've, we're starting to cut on the inside of the hindquarters. And when we get to the top where the, the, the beginning of the hock is at the very top where it's hanging, we're going to cut from the inside out, like we talked about, a circle right around. That way, when we're taking the, the hindquarter fur off the muscle and we're, you know, separating the, the skin from the muscle, it will easily wrap around and come off the hind quarters. So once we're done with both legs, we're going to pull up the piece that's um, right around the growing area that's still connected. And we're going to pull that away from the, the, the skin or the muscle. And you can actually get your blade underneath that and cut right up. You'll cut up and then actually it'll unfold on each side of the rabbit where now, so you're going to work the hide down and it's going to go down around the hips, but it's going to stop on the back end right around the tail. You're going to want to remove the tail now. Take your knife and keep it really close to the rabbit's body and just cut down and the tail will come right off. If you're having trouble removing the tail, you can use your pruning shears. It's really quick. Just snip and you don't have to worry about dulling your knife and you can just start to pull the hide straight down. Sometimes the hide gets stuck around the rib cage, but in most cases you're going to be able to pull right down. But if you do feel it struggling, uh, because sometimes if you just keep pulling down, you can actually rip the abdomen and a lot of the intestines will come out. So just be sure to use the knife if you're, if you're feeling any trouble or catch around the rib cage and then slice the membrane away from the, the hide and you can then pull down around the ribs and you'll have a nice clean rabbit. You can actually take the rabbit and start to pull it down the rib cage, down the body, and it will actually you'll pull it down to the point where the the front hocks, the front not front front elbows will actually pop out. And that's exactly what they'll look like. They'll look like these little elbows. And when the elbows pop out, then you can actually use your hands and kind of peel them off the rest of the body. Just pull them right down to the wrists, take your shears and snip. I like to use shears. Some people just use their knife. They'll cut on each side of the tendon where the hand is and they'll just cut the front hock hock off. But I don't like to dull my knife. So I'll just so do basically- you leave, Do you leave the- um... What are they? Uh, the front feet on, you can, on the hide. Um, you can you you can actually discard them, or you can actually cut them off and make a very small rabbit's foot. Not every ra- not every rabbit foot that you see is is actually like three inches. Some of them are just these little short one inches. Yeah, and that's the front hock. Even though traditionally traditionally, do you know the story behind the rabbit's foot? Yes. Yeah. Traditionally, the can legend you- is a rabbit that is harvested on a full moon in a cemetery um, 
during a full moon, it, the, the left leg is considered lucky. And that goes back to an African hoodoo uh, tradition or religion. So I don't have all the e- details, but we did a video on it years ago, right around Halloween. So unless it's the back left leg, then it's, you know, so those front ra- rabbit's feet are just... Um, Unlucky. You know, yeah, they're not really considered lucky. Well, it was unlucky for the they're rabbit. More, they're more fate <laughs> rabbits. Yeah. Feet. And yeah. folks, you know, like folks like to carry these for like, you know, gamblers and, you know, people that are often taking chances. So, but. My, um, lucky, my lucky rabbit's foot. Yeah. Yeah. So, but people don't care. You know, people don't care about that. So you can make rabbit's feet from the front. I mean, that's just another thing you can keep from the rabbit. And when you're processing these rabbits, you know, it's it's best to try to make use of all of it, you know, the yeah. entire rabbit, even making stock from the carcass. Once you're done, if you're deboning your rabbit, you know, and we'll get into that later, but you know, that makes terrific stock. Just put it into a water, put it into a pot of water and let it simmer. And it, it tastes like some of the best broth you'll ever have. But okay. So what, what were we talking about? We have the um, rabbit. So you use shears. We just um, cut the front hocks off. Yeah. So we, we have the, the hide off now. The hide has, has come off. And we're either going to ball that up if we have an older rabbit and we'll ball that up with the fur on the inside. We'll wrap it up just like a burrito. And I'll, I just put it into one of those grocery plastic bags. I, I you don't have to scrape it or anything like that. You can scrape the membrane before you put it in the freezer. If you want to, before insane you in the membrane, it's, it's, insane in the it's not really, <laughs> are you finished? <laughs> it's not really, uh, sorry. It's not really. Um, that easy just to come up. Like you may have to use like a scraper and have a, another station where you can take care of the hide, or you can just simply ball it up and worry about that later. You can just yeah. put it into your freezer, into a bag and is there one tool entertain that another day. That's better the, than another for scraping the hide. There's lots of different tools. There's hide scrapers and pelt, pelt scrapers. Um, and people have even used pizza cutters like this big half moon shaped pizza cutter and they, oh, okay. they, they'll just scrape about. different tools and they'll, they'll lay it down on different things like um pvc um any kind of curved apparatus where they they can put this hide out and scrape an area and then move the hide so lots of cool things and then plus they, they have hide stretchers that people are using but um you know you can even tack them down and scrape it that way but again it's a different or you can salt them uh there's different methods but what we just do is ball them up put them in the freezer when we're ready to do them then we'll put them into our our pickle solution and then we'll pull the main membrane later but it works just as good either or so but okay so the hides off right we have the hocks we're saving the hocks yep because we make rabbit's feet and we even and when we oh there's one thing we missed when we cut the head off before we cut the head off we'll remove the ears these ears make terrific. There's no sense in throwing them away because that's just like pig ears. You know, these rat, these ears can be dehydrated in the oven at like 150, 200 degrees. And you take them out, you vacuum pack them, put them in the freezer and you give them to somebody who feeds their dogs. Dog treats. Yeah. yeah they're dog treats. Kind of like pig ears and cow yep, ears. Yep. Oh, okay. so, so now we have our rabbit's feet, our ears, we have our hide and so now what we're going to do is we're going to take our boning knife and we're going to take a cut right down between the legs on the pelvic bone. We're not going to cut hard. We're only going to, we're kind of like going to do a half pressured cut. And what I'm doing is I'm just putting a, like a scoring the pelvic bone where later when I actually 
open the legs, it'll break the pelvic bone. And okay. that will actually make it so we can remove the colon really easily. What we're going to do after we make that one cut is we're going to go down to where the, the hip meets the belly. And there's actually these little lines that it looks like when it's hanging, it looks like uh, an A shape. Now down one of the sides of the A, you're just going to take this little that you're going to take the tip of the bony knife and just nip it and just nip it a little bit on the side. I like to go on the right side because usually in most cases, the piece acts hanging on the left side, your left. And once you nip and get in there, I'll use my finger. I'll poke my finger in there and I'll kind of make a peace sign and I'll take the blade and I'll cut between the fingers down. This will open up the belly and all the intestines will come out right there hanging. You'll see the piece sack. It'll be the size of a little, maybe a quarter. Sometimes it's full. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's really full. So you got to be careful. Take it at the very top and you'll just take your knife and get it behind it and then cut it up. And then you have it and you throw it in the bucket. It's really messy. So make sure you pinch it all the way until you get it in the bucket. So what happens if the pea stack, the pea sack does break? Well, then you want to get your hose out. You want to get your hose out. You want to get some water out. You know, you don't want to leave that pea on the meat. Um, now, of course, if you get a little bit of pee on there, if you little get, get a little bit of, of um, say, some manure on your meat, I, you don't throw it out. You know, you just rinse it and clean it really quick. But when you're cleaning or when you're um, dressing your animal out, field dressing, you try to get good with this and you try to prevent that by not, you know, trying to force it or make these weird cuts, you know, just get into this, um, this like almost the same, what am I trying to say? Same pattern? Yeah, get into the same. Doing it the same way every time? Yeah, yeah, you're just doing this. Repetition? Repetition, thank you. Jeez. Um, yeah, you just want to get into this repetition of things. So you'll always know, because sometimes actually like little things, when you're trying to pull that hide down, sometimes the, the hide doesn't want to go over the the hips or or the shoulders of the rib cage. And sometimes um, you'll actually have to like cut some of the muscle away. So the hide will come down or what will happen is the abdomen will come out with it and you'll end up trying to take the hide off and the, the intestines will come out with the hide. You know, you'll, you'll be able to feel this stuff. And this is the stuff that you kind of don't learn in books. You know, you'd really need this kind of muscle memory and being able to get into the same order of things all the time. So, and you know, you're going to make messes, just rinse it off. That's all. But you can avoid this by like these little things that I'm talking about, by you know scoring the pelvic bone, um, pinching really high, and cut, getting in from the inside and cutting out. You know this is a way where you just don't spill anything. So okay, so now we got the pea sack out of there and the the belly's cut open, and now we can we can actually get the colon out now. What we're gonna do is we're gonna ha- we already scored the pelvic bone, so we can take the hind quarters and kind of break them apart, um, kind of like the same way you would um, o- like opening a book. And you're going to, you're going to hear this crack that releases the pressure on the colon and you're going to be able to grab the colon and you'll see it because it'll have like little manure bunny berries in there and you'll just start pulling on it and it will break free. It'll actually break free from the anus and it will, it'll come right through the pelvic area. And that now it's just going to be hanging down there with all the intestines and you're going to grab all the intestines and just pull it right out. When you're pulling out the intestines, be sure to grab the liver. The liver will be, because the liver is just incredibly tasty rabbit liver. For years, I didn't eat it because I just, other liver I've had has just been gross. 
but this is like how I think liver should actually taste. This is what they were talking about. So liver, liver lovers. So, uh, I take the liver and of course you're going to rip the liver away from everything else. And then everything falls into the bucket. But one thing, remember, take the gallbladder out of the liver. The gallbladder is this little bean size gallbladder. And it's got this green bile, this, this, you know, toxic stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, your stomach bile comes from your pancreas and your gallbladder. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a weird green. It's almost like electric looking and and you're going to remove that. And now you have your liver and it's ready. It's ready to be put in the water. So just take your liver, put it in that. And how big is it? Like the size of a quarter? A rabbit liver is probably um, the size of like a chicken patty. You know, no kidding. Yeah, it's, it's that big. Yeah, it's it's big. Yeah, it's, it's this gorgeous purple. I would have never guessed that, uh, that they would have a liver that large. Yeah, like one liver is a meal. Like I, I, I mean, I, that's what I would. I I often have like liver and kidneys. Is there a for reason why they have such a larger liver? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. It's worth the Google gave. Does it does it taste chalky like normal liver does? Kind of like a chalky aftertaste. <laughs> I looked at Gabe and I was like, that's worth a Google. And he looked at me. It is. Not that I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I'll Google that. For, we'll come back to that next okay. podcast. Yeah. I, I do right away. He was not Googling that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe next time. Uh, Speaking not today. Okay, well, we just got the nod from Gabe, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go ahead uh, wrap it up for this podcast, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll do the second part and begin with this on the next podcast. Yeah, sounds good. And you guys can always find the products that we talked about in the show notes in the description of the podcast, and you can also find our products and services on our therabbitrecenter dot com. dot com. All right, we'll All see right. you next time. See you next time, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>